The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What's up, everybody? This is Christopher Giannini with Winning Cures Everything coming to you solo. This is the Wednesday NFL uh, edition of the show. I am recording it Tuesday night. Gary is out sick right now dealing with some uh uh family members being sick and having to take care of everybody like he always does and and so i'm gonna take care of today's show on my own um been a while since i've had to do one of these solos so bear with me i know that wild card everyone super duper wild card weekend is what everybody kept calling because we had an extra wild card game I love the extra game. I like getting extra football. Did we get the best matchups in the world? Did we get a lot of blowouts? Sure we did, but that's what happens. You can't manufacture or manipulate the outcomes of the games. You just got to give us opportunities to have games. And do we have teams that have no business whatsoever being in the playoffs? Yes. The Eagles don't belong in the playoffs. The Steelers don't belong in the playoffs, but it's okay. Who did it hurt? What happened? What was the worst thing that could happen? Nothing. It was it was outstanding matchups. It was great games. It was fun all around. A um, couple of people, I think, went home a little sad. Uh, 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 let's, let's just get into it. We're, let's break down the wild card weekend before we move into the divisional round. So we'll, we'll start in order of the games that I remember them going in, but I don't really remember how they all went all the time. Uh, we'll start with the Bengals Raiders game. Cincinnati gets to host uh, a playoff game. First time in a long time. Cincinnati is divisional winner instead of a wild card team, which they've gotten in in the past. And I thought this was going to be an exciting game. This was absolutely an exciting game. Now what was weird is, this game was incredibly one-sided. The Bengals absolutely dominated every aspect of this game. They just couldn't punch it in the end zone. They settled for so many damn field goals. I just thought it was weird. Uh, it was a little unnerving. Everybody wants to talk about the the phantom whistle, not the phantom whistle, the, 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 the early whistle, the incidental whistle, whatever you want to call it, the whistle that ended that play. Listen, had they blown the whistle the second they thought Joe Burrow had stepped out of bounds, I'm going to give you that. I'll give it to you, and I'll say, you know what? Maybe that shouldn't have been a touchdown. They should have done it. I said, I don't want to hear it, okay? They blew the whistle like a fraction of a second before the ball hits 
the hands of the receiver and he catches the touchdown. Nobody had pulled up at that point in time. Nobody had stopped playing at that point in time. Anybody who says, oh, I think I saw the DB pull it up. Yeah, yeah, he pulled up because he knew he had lost the battle. He knew he wasn't going to get to him. And if he keeps going and he hits the guy and he takes him out, then they're going to end up getting a 15-yard penalty on the kickoff or, or whatever, and, and it's going to make their chances even worse. I, I don't think anybody quit playing. If you listen to the time of the whistle and the and you see when the guy catches the ball, we're just having two different conversations here. Everybody else wants to be outraged about something. I, I understand that. I get that. Uh, I, I don't live in that world. Um, you see me get at, mad and act like a maniac all the time. Those are things I actually genuinely think are problems. I don't think this is a problem. I think the absolute right team won, and and uh, and I like seeing the Bengals going on. This is not because I love Joe Burrow. This is not because I love Jamar. This is not because I wanted the Bengals to win or they had the Bengals in the covering, but it's just they outplayed the Raiders from beginning to end of that game. Okay, Las Vegas Raiders, wild season. I don't know anything else to say. The fact that they made the playoffs pretty unbelievable. The fact that they 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 fought hard in a playoff game and 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 had the best second best showing of a of a losing team in a playoff game. Um you know, pretty pretty admirable considering the turmoil that they went through. Uh just unbelievable. And it's not just with the John Gruden stuff, man. This is also uh the all of the arrest, all the different distractions, and they didn't all happen at once. They were spread out across the season to where just when you think you can focus on football, you got to deal with some other bull crap. Admirable, good fight by the Raiders. I am so curious what that team looks like next year because I think there's a chance it could be way different. Mayock is out. Um, I, there's no telling who they're going to go after for a coach, or a GM, all that stuff. But I think right team won there, and I'm okay with that outcome. Move on to the night game. This is the first blowout of the game. I actually thought we were going to get a blowout here. I don't know why, but my Patriots are just not – they're just not very good right now. And to think that they should be a playoff caliber team – okay, they deserve to be in the playoffs for what they did. They earned their way into the playoffs. They also earned the ass whooping that they got. One tough draw. Okay, I I do think the Bills are the best AFC team there is. They just played sloppy in a couple of games and lost too many games, and 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 this is the 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 draw that they got. I I I I would make them favored over the Chiefs. They're not this week. We see that. I would make them favored over the Titans. Um, I, I think they're the best team in the AFC. I think there's a pretty good gap between them and everyone else. Uh, them beating the hell out of the Patriots doesn't surprise me. Pats D looked terrible. Pats D was on the field all day long. Nobody has given enough um, blame to the offense. Uh, they just are completely inept. They went on a couple of drives, and then Mac Jones does what, what Alabama quarterbacks do. He turned the football over in the end zone. Listen, I've been saying this for decades, plural, decades, plural, guys. It is a real tough pill to swallow when you see – take a quarterback from college – who has never faced adversity in his life, and you put him in the in a pro style set in a professional atmosphere where the talent gap between him, his teammates, and the opponents is nothing. 
And when you go into college, the talent gap between the offensive line for Alabama and the rest of them, the running back to, to bail you out when you get in trouble, then the rest of them, the tight ends, the wide receivers, the defense to get you the ball back over and over and over again, get you all these opportunities to put up stats. That talent gap's not there when you get to the NFL. There's a reason historically that Alabama quarterbacks just fail, fail miserably in in the NFL. I kind of thought that, okay, the college game has maybe caught up to the pro game a little bit because high school football is now what college football used to be. These guys are more prepared coming in that they can outrun some of these things. They still think they can throw it into windows that they can't throw it into because they still think they're throwing it to the best athlete on the field. Their wide receiver is rarely the best athlete on the field. Okay. They still think that that guy is going to be open by three yards. No, no, nobody's open by three yards in the NFL. That ball gets picked every time. And, and they're just, maybe Mac, maybe Tua can, can, can come out of this. Maybe Jalen can come out of this in a couple of years and adjust to the NFL. But a lot of times you don't get that long to, to, to figure it out. Okay. And, and that's going to be tough. So Mac's got a lot of growing to do. He's got a lot of growing to do. Patriots aren't close to ready. That they're good enough to be a wild card team in the AFC. They're good enough to make the playoffs for the next couple of years, or to at least be in that conversation. They're never going to be terrible. That's the level they're good at. To think they're going to dominate anybody anytime soon is just false. It's just, it's just not so. That was a that was a bloodbath, and uh, and there's nothing you can say about it. The Bills are the king of the East for a while until somebody else can come in and knock them off. Um, and, and, and you know, I'll be curious to see where Watson ends up because if he ends up in Miami, man, whoo, boy, I think Miami and the Bills are going to be tough, 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 tough to deal with, and it's just going to be hard cheese for the Pats and the Jets. Um, and and that's just. That's just the situation. Let's move on. Let's get out of Saturday. Let's get to Sunday. The best thing about having my team take an ass whooping in the first round of the playoffs is they did it Saturday. And so by the time you get to listen to everybody crush all these teams in the playoffs, they're only crushing the teams from Sunday because they don't even remember Saturday happened. And it made me so happy, so happy. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers dismantle. Uh, at, at every point in the game of the Eagles, this is a this is a different class of of, of talent. Um, this is a different coaching staff that just knows what they're doing, as opposed to a young, very inexperienced Eagles coaching staff. Um, the Eagles were the team that didn't belong out of out of all the teams that made it, and I don't think that getting to the playoffs and getting drummed like this is a bad thing for a young inexperienced team for a young inexperienced coaching staff. These minutes matter. I say this in the NBA all the time. I got this from Bill Simmons kind of about a decade ago of listening to him talk about it. When you have a young team in the NBA and you got a chance to fight for that eight seed or dive, lose and try to get in the lottery pick he believes you should always fight for that eighth seed because the young guys and the coaching staff going through the a playoff series, going through that battle will make them so much better on the back end than any lottery player they could get unless you get that once-in-a-generational player. 
Okay. But, but most years that guy's not coming out. That's not what you're going to end up with. And, and it's, it's just a matter that those minutes are important. You can grow so much as a player in those games. I don't think this was a bad thing for the Eagles. Um, they, they got beat from pillar to post, goalpost to goalpost. It didn't matter. There was not a point in the game where they looked capable, competent, or, or like they were the same class. The difference is, is I think they can learn from that. I think that's more important to them than than meaningless uh, regular season games. I just, I just do. And here's the thing: if you don't learn from that, then I, I can't help you. But you had an opportunity to watch a master on the other side, and, and not just him, but his coaching staff. I, I think both of those coordinators are in the conversation for head coaching jobs. I think they're unbelievable, and and you got a young, inexperienced coaching staff got to look across the other side. And they're going to get to own that film forever and hopefully learn from that. So I think that's important for the Eagles. Uh, everyone wants to yell and scream, why was Tom left back on the field? Why was Tom still on the field? And the game was out of hand. I was like, have you – this guy's been playing for 20-something years, okay? He's 44 years old. Have you not watched him? When? Tell me when he comes out of games. Someone point to a playoff game or even a meaningful regular season game where they are drumming the hell out of their opponent and Thomas is sitting on the bench. Someone, someone give me evidence of that. Now, if you've got 20 years of evidence, talking heads that do this for a living, that cover this sport, 20-something years of evidence that shows this guy's going to play until the end of the game. Why do you think screaming on on social media are are going out, you know, after the game is over with or whatever, and 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 just completely ripping him for? Why would people who've done things a certain way their entire existence and they've been wildly successful, more successful at what he does than maybe anybody else has ever been successful at anything that they've ever done? And you think that he's going to change because he could get hurt at any time. This man does not play this game with any fear at all. Okay. He's not reckless. He's not careless, but he absolutely has no fear, no fear of the game of football whatsoever. And, and it's one of the things that I, I'm just so endeared to him. A, I've been a fan of his geez, for his entire career. And, and I've seen all of his games. I've seen every playoff snap he's ever taken. I, I've been there for them all. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just so enamored, and I'm just so in love with watching him play. But I'm a fan. You who are not fans and you're journalists or you cover the sport or whatever it is, how, why do you think somebody would do something different today than they did not 20 years ago, but – over the course of 20 years, that's I just don't understand why you would use the energy to yell and scream about something that you know the answer to. You just already know it. And you just want to, do you think that, I don't know, that shows that you care about player safety maybe more than somebody else? Or what do you get out of it being the person that yells? That's the thing that, that's the question I have. That's that's what I want answered is what what do you get out of screaming? Why is he still on the game? Why do you care? 
If you're a fan of that team and you want to ask that question, I don't know how to answer you because you, this is the quarterback you went and got, okay? And and you should know what you went and got, all right? He knows what he's doing out there. If he goes down on a meaningless snap of a game, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just telling you this. I got enough evidence, and I feel like I know this man well enough to know he's not coming out of a football game. He's damn sure not coming out of a playoff game. It just, it just ain't in him, okay? So not a whole lot you can say. Bucks looked unbelievable. I think we'll get into this week's matchups later. I think it's going to be an absolutely unbelievable matchup. The one underdog that covered, the one underdog that won, I had this winning outright called this one. San Francisco 49ers just completely annihilate the Cowboys. Now, Jimmy G uh, did his absolute damnedest to try to give this game away. But he didn't, and he played well enough early to where his mistakes on the back end didn't cost his team. Uh, pretty unbelievable. Uh, I went and looked because I have enough Cowboy friends, Cowboy fans friends in my life who were saying, why? Why do we have to settle for guys like Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy my entire life? Why do we have to go decades with these two gentlemen being our coaches? And the first thing I went to, because I remember looking this up years ago, Jerry, with all his money and all his power and all his influence, Jerry has one great egotistical, arrogant flaw. And it is, I don't think Jerry Jones values or appreciates the head coaching position at all. And the reason I say this is because if he did, he sure doesn't show it by what he spends on it. He is one of the bottom tier paid coaches ever, you know, ever, basically since Bill Parcells. And, and Parcells didn't work out. Jerry Jones has never paid a coach ever. He just doesn't think they're worth the money. And when you look at Mike McCarthy making $3.3 million or $4 million, and then you go and look and you see that 15 of the other 32 coaches are making $8 million or more or $7 million or more, something's got to give. You can't be the biggest swinging dick in the room Jerry Jones and want to pay your coaching staff like just piddly little piss ants and expect to win. That's just not going to happen. And the only thing I can, it's not that he doesn't have the money. Okay. He's got the money to go out and get everyone keeps saying, Oh, well one day Lincoln Riley, if you think Lincoln Riley is going to go pay, go to, go to the Cowboys just because he wants to coach that star on his chest. You are absolutely insane. And if you think, oh, well, Mike McCarthy's not worth it, so why would they pay him? They shouldn't. They shouldn't. I think Mike McCarthy was hired because he was willing to take $3.5 million. Jerry Jones doesn't value the head coaching position. He doesn't think they do enough to matter to wins and losses. He thinks it's a player's game. I believe that. It's my opinion. I, I, I haven't heard him say anything like this. I just know based on this guy values expensive things. This guy values putting money into places that he thinks matters. Okay. 
and on his football field for the last 15 years, he has not valued having a highly compensated head coach. When everybody else is paying coaches out the yin-yang because there is no salary cap on coaching staff, he is not. And it's not just his head coaches. It's all the coaches underneath the head as well. He just doesn't pay them, which tells me he doesn't think they matter. And that is why you will always have a mediocre coach. That is why there is not enough talent on a football field to outrun great, great coaching. There's there's not enough talent you can put under bad coaching and beat Andy Reid. You're not beating Bruce Arians. You're not you're not beating some of these guys that have been doing this longer than most of these players have been alive today. You're just you're just not. Your talent isn't your talent gap isn't that big. It's not that good. All right. And then the, the new guys, Sean McVay and 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 Sean McDermott and and uh uh, 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 Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Yeah. You, you better, you better have a hell of a talented team. If you think you're just going to roll out of bed and any dumbass coach can go beat those guys. All right. Now let's talk about the players on the field in this game. Cause I thought this was the most exciting game. This actually mattered. I'm going to tell you, I've been saying this. If you follow me on Twitter at all this year, Debo Samuels is the best football player I have watched on the field. I know that everyone just automatically says it's Aaron. Aaron Donald's a freak. Aaron Donald's an absolute monster. We have what Aaron Rodgers does is unbelievable. I'm going to put Debo up there in that same category. Okay. From an offensive weapons perspective, nobody is more dangerous than him. He can run, he can throw, he can catch, he can he can get yards after the catch. He can get open in the in, in the uh, in in the middle of the field. He can hit the edges. This guy can make you miss. He can outrun you. There is nothing from an offensive skill position perspective that he can't do. There's nothing. He's the most dynamic and electric player on the field when he's on the field. I'm really excited to see him play up in Lambeau against Green Bay. I don't know if the cold is going to mess with San Francisco that bad. Um, I, I, I just know that when Debo's on, I will be. He's just a player now that I'm just turning the TV on, and I don't care if it's a garbage game. I don't care if it's a junk game. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna have an eye on Debo at all times from here on out. It's just it's just made for TV. Um, Dak, talk about the losing side. They couldn't run the football uh, very well. Dak um, was good in spots, but I mean, he looked like his his season this year. There were drives that they went on where he looked unbelievable and didn't miss anything, and then there were drives where he looked like he didn't know how to play football anymore. And and I, I thought this one game was the perfect like acclimation of what we saw the Cowboys regular season be when they played bad teams, they beat the hell out of bad teams. And when they played good teams, they really, really struggled. It was an interesting game. Um, Cowboys, Jerry, somebody has got to get in Jerry's ear and realize when, when over half of the league is paying seven to $8 million upwards of 10 and 12 for a head coach, you just, 
you just can't be paying three and a half four and expect to compete. You can't. That's just that's just it. So somebody's got to get in Jerry's ear. Let's get to the Sunday night nightcap. Um, I made two two brick. I, I, I went pretty good last week in all the picks. Uh, I went five and one. I, I only lost the Pats game, and and I only picked that one out of heart and and love for my team. Um, I made two great proclamations though out of all the picks that I made. One, I said the 49ers would win; they would win outright. And two, I did not care the number; it just did not matter. I was taking the Steelers. I was betting against Big Ben. I didn't care who he was matched up against. I didn't care um, who they played, where they played. It, none of it mattered. None of it mattered. This Steelers offense is the worst offense in the history of playoff football in the NFL. I, I don't I don't have analytics or numbers to back that up. I've got almost 40 years of my eyeballs watching playoff football. And I'm going to tell you, this is the worst offensive football team I have ever seen. All of their yardage came in garbage time. At one point in time, we were midway through the third quarter. It was 35-7, to and the Steelers had 45 yards of offense. That is hot-ass garbage. That's bad. That's just bad. So, the two big proclamations. Niners went outright. Chiefs, any number you want to give me, I'll take it. Don't care, not afraid. And uh, and yeah, yeah, it, it, it worked out. It worked out well. Chiefs are good. Chiefs are hitting on all cylinders. What the Chiefs figured out midway through this season, maybe not midway, maybe about the 10-game mark, maybe the last eight games, seven games, something around that name, number, they, they have figured out something with this defense. They are slow. Now, I know this is a garbage offensive team to pull that from, but I'm taking this from the last several games leading up to this. They have slowed teams down. They haven't stopped teams all the way, but they have slowed teams down. The only team they really struggled with at the end of the year, the back half of the year, not just the end, excuse me, end of the year, was the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I I think this team is really good. I think we're down to the to the best four teams in the AFC. I think the gap between these four teams and everybody else is pretty sizable. And uh, if you if you made me rank, so this is the last AFC game. Or if you made me rank the AFC teams as to who I think is better talent-wise, who's the better football team, and who I would favor over who, I would have the Bills one. All neutral site, figuring that out. Bills one. I'd have the Chiefs two. I'd have the Titans three. I'd have the Bengals four. I do think it's pretty tight. Now, the Titans got the number one seed. They they were rewarded that. Yeah. They basically got four bye weeks. Okay. Um, that happens. That happens. You know, sometimes you just got two really bad teams in your division. They got two really bad teams in their division. Um, but I, 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 I still think they're a good team. And uh, we'll, we'll get into the AFC when we get to breaking down. Last game, another just absolute game that doesn't matter at all. Rams completely destroyed the Cardinals. 
we got a couple of years in a row now where this Arizona football team has looked good at the beginning of the season. And when they get to week six to nine, they completely fall apart. And everybody, everybody gives them fits. Everybody gives them struggles. Everybody gives them problems. And they lose a lot of football games. Now, this Rams team is real, real good. But it seems like whatever Arizona's doing, now I'm not smart enough football-wise to be able to pick apart why one team is able to destroy another team physically sometimes. But it seems like whatever Arizona's doing to be successful in the first couple of weeks of the season, when they play a team a second time in their division, which you have to, uh, that never goes well for them. And and then when they, you know, have to play them for a third time in the playoffs like this, yeah, there's they have no chance. They have no chance. That other team knows everything about what you can do. And everyone can say, oh, well, they don't have Hopkins. If you think Hopkins is going to make the difference in that game between the Cardinals winning and losing or the Cardinals even being competitive and losing, that guy's amazing. I think he's one of the best receivers I've ever watched play football in my life. He ain't close to helping pull that team out of the depths of despair that they found themselves in on Monday. Cardinals got to go back to the drawing board. This team was like four and eight finishing the season out or four and six or something like that. They had a losing record in their last 10 games and it wasn't good. It was bad. I, I don't know how you fix that. And here's the problem. They win so much so early that they're never going to be bad enough to make wholesale changes that I think probably need to happen to, uh, to stop this. That's that's an interesting situation for me. I don't know what this means for Kyler Murray. We're way too young in his career to be using words like legacy and, and all this stuff. We don't know what it means for his career. We don't know. Okay. He's a really exciting player, but but man, he he did not look good. He did not look good in this game. He did not look good the back half of the season. Uh, and he missed a lot of games for being hurt, but when he played, he was healthy and he was fine. And, and I'm going to judge you with what I see on the field. I do it to Baker. I do it with everybody else. But I've gone on for a really long time. We're using a whole new setup. I don't even have access to see how long I've been going. Let's get into the picks. I'm going to run off Gary's picks real quick for you, and then I will tell you about my picks. Gary's taking the Titans minus three and a half. He's taking the 49ers plus six. He's taking the Bucks minus three. He's taking the Bills plus two and a half. Gary and I, See all of these games the exact same, but one. And I'm sure you all know what one that is. I will continue to ride with my Cincinnati Bengals. I will not bet against Mr. Joseph Burrow. I will not bet against Jamar Chase. I will not bet against Mr. T. Higgins. These guys are playing with a fire and a vigor. They are the young blood of this football team, of of, of of the league. Look at the other quarterbacks that are left in this thing. You you got you got old man Jimmy G, all right, and you got old man uh, uh you know Brian Fitzpatrick, and they're 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 fair to middling. Like they're not special. They've had really special years, but they've had up and down weird ass careers. Okay, then you got real old man Matt Stafford who just won his first playoff game in the history of his life. All right, you, you got young bucks like. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Okay. 
And and those guys are stars, and they are in their absolute prime right now. And then you got the A-list wonder. You, you got the man that has the only win against father time in the history of life, Tom Brady. I'm, I'm just telling you, these guys all have, even the younger of these guys, all have wild amounts of experience in playoff games and in tight football situations. Bengals don't. I kind of love that sometimes. I kind of think sometimes you're just inexperienced enough to be dumb enough to not know you don't belong. And, and I have an appreciation for that. I think that's going to be an incredibly exciting football game. Remember how we got a lot of blowouts last week? I don't think we get a single blowout this week. I think there's only one game we have potential, potential for blowout. If we get bad Jimmy G, I I think that the Packers game could get ugly. Now, I'm a Jimmy G defender, and I love the 49ers, and I worship Debo Samuels, and I really, really, really believe in Kyle Shanahan. And so I'm going to take the Bucs, the 49ers, just like Gary. But if there's one game I could see being a blowout, that's the game. That's the game that scares me. All the rest, I think, are going to be super tight, super close, great, exciting football games. Give me the Bills, catching points. I don't care that they're at KC. I just think they are the hottest football team. This is the one offense I think the Chiefs defense that's been amazing is going to really have trouble with because they haven't had a team that can run and throw the ball yet that they've played that's really good or exciting. This is the team that can do that. That's scary. They're awesome. Let's get to the rematch of the Bucks and the Rams. But we saw this game. This is Tom Brady's revenge. Can the Rams beat the beat the old man twice in one season? Tough time, tough thing to do. Tight number. I thought this number was actually going to be closer to a pick. I really did. I was shocked when I saw it was three. Um, when I saw it was three, my knee reaction was as if it was anybody other than Tom, I'm taking the Rams. <laughs> But I'm going to go with Tom. But also, I'm. This is a little bit of a, this is a little bit of a bet against effort, and maybe that's foolish, and maybe that's wrong, and maybe that's not okay. But the guy just won his first playoff game. Do we think he's just going to come into a season after never winning one, get into a bunch of them, and and not a bunch? I think he's made it to three before that one. And he's just going to start rolling off wins. Maybe, maybe it happens. His supporting cast pretty damn good. A lot of talent in his football team. Uh, a lot of talent on that other team too. And uh, and I got a guy that knows how to win in the playoffs. So um, I'll take the I'll take the Bucks in that. I'll lay those points. Bigger number than I think it should be. I'll lay those points. Um, I'll take the Niners. I'll take the Bills. I'll take the Bengals. Those are our picks, guys. This has been a, a weird show. If you're still listening right now, thanks. I appreciate it. You have no idea how much Gary and I appreciate you guys as fans. Um, hit us up on Twitter. You can email us, whatever. Find ways to get in touch with us. We're always here for you. I appreciate it. I'm in this damn show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good night.
Thanks for listening to the Winning Cures Everything podcast. The website is winningcureseverything.com, and if you want to connect with us, we're on Twitter, at GaryWCE, at ChrisBGiannini, at WinningCures, or you can email us, Gary at winningcureseverything.com, or Chris at winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe everywhere you need to subscribe, and we'll see you soon.